Out in old California, so the story is told, Diego finds his destiny shining brighter than gold. The whisper of his name stirs hope in the hearts of the poor. And on this episode of Ruined Childhoods, we discuss the mark, the mask, the legend, the fate of Zorro. Which one will it be? It's the Ruined Childhoods Podcast. Greetings, Starfighters. We begin this episode the way we ended the last one with the the Z. Yes. The the, the sword swipe of a of a Z. The mark of Zorro, the, the intro mark to the podcast. Hey everybody. This is Ruined Childhoods. We're talking movies of the cult and classic variety. On this episode, we are talking about the Zoroverse. Yes. It's it's such a complicated one. We we did this this way because we we recorded our last one shortly after the previous episode. I don't even remember what we did last. Was that Death Becomes, Death Becomes Her? Her. Death, Death Becomes, Becomes Her. Her we recorded pretty much right yeah. after Tango and Cash. So we had uh-huh. a ex- bit of extra time. So it's like, what could we do where we might need some extra time? And Zorro was the answer. Yeah. Um, before we jump into Zorro, John, I, I did want to add, I had yeah. kind of a, an afterthought on on Death Becomes Her. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it it kind of has to do with just some of the themes of of the you know the mysterious like Isabella Rossellini's character, the mysterious woman who offers eternal life but for a right. price. And it, I had thought of this, and then it just didn't didn't come up. But thematically. It occurred to me how similar, how many similarities there are in Death Becomes Her and the the music. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna put a plug in here for for one of my favorite bands, Lord Huron, uh-huh. who's there much a lot of their music. So uh, if you're if you are not familiar with Lord Huron, I do uh, I recommend checking them out. Uh, they're you can, anywhere streaming anywhere. Um, and a lot of they've their... got like a chill vibe. They're very like, I don't know, um, not There's like a... Jack Johnson chill, but like uh, I don't know, shoegazy is kind of the genre that they fit into. Uh, it's kind of this weird. It it, it really depends. Ethereal rock. Ethereal rock is a good way to put it. They're very um, like it's almost like fifties, sixties influence. Like there's a lot of of that. Not necessarily. Uh, I mean, there's that like surf rock influence, but there's yeah. also this like they've got a lot and, of reverb. And when their music has a very like there's a David Lynch vibe to a lot of the uh-huh. storytelling. They do their their songs all they tell these interweaving stories, and uh, a lot of the lore in their music has to do with with a, a woman who doesn't age and she's kind oh, of hmm. this mythical and it's it very much reminded me of Isabella Rossellini's character yeah. and it's almost like it, it, in a lot there it's not really like there's not that close of a connection but I feel like they could take place 
in the same universe. Huh, okay. You know, I I had uh, another thing that I was actually thinking about with Death Becomes Her, but first I wanted to talk about something that I saw in the news. Dan, I didn't even realize that this was happening, but did you know they're remaking Father of the Bride? Again, I guess you should say. Um, No. But do you know who is the, I guess... uh, main character i guess the steve martiny like you know the the family patriarch you know who the titular father of the bride is in this one i i mean i have no this is the first i'm hearing of this so sh- what should i guess is it gary oldman that's the one it, I, I feel like that's it's the not one gary oldman i would you're love gonna to like see that. you're gonna you're gonna like this though it's andy garcia so yeah the wow. look on your face yeah i like it wow I like it. okay yeah. Well, I rewatched yeah. Godfather three recently. I watched Godfather three mm. Coda, and or or well, just the Godfather a- Coda. Andy Garcia does show up in a, a newly released movie that uh, I'm not going to mention who he is or what the movie is because I don't want to spoil a an incredible joke. But uh, he plays an an amazing role, a cameo in a in a new movie that is out he- on. Blu-ray and VOD. Yes. It took me a moment and I was trying to think of what you were talking about because it's (laughs) lately like it takes, I'm I'm on like a delay, but I was like, oh yes, I've seen this movie. Yes, yes, yes. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So uh, what what I did want to mention is something that I was thinking about even when I was watching Death Becomes Her. And I'm glad that you mentioned your one more thing about it because I, the thing that I have to mention ties into our episode this week on Zorro. And something that really took me out of that movie, in a way, you know, from a movie viewing experience, but I did see it in a, in a different way, which was, oh, they're having fun. But the scene where Goldie Hawn and Meryl Streep are having their famous body bending fight with each other, you know, they have these shovels and they are fighting each other with shovels. The shovel's there because Bruce Willis and Goldie Hawn are planning to bury Meryl Streep's body. So they have these shovels. But they're like almost sword fighting with the shovels. But it's the way that like a six-year-old sword fights. Where it's like you're just kind of hitting the other person's sword or shovel as the case may be. And I was looking at it and I was like, they're not trying to hit each other. Like this was not a choreographed shovel fight. Uh, the way that you would see these days. And when I, and it really, I thought about it even more as I was watching all of this Zorro material, because <laughs> there, I, I mean, some of them are better than others, but there are some sword fights in Zorro movies that are very impressive. And clearly there's a lot of hard work being put into the choreography. And, um, yeah, I guess that's a good way to get into Zorro, Dan, if you're ready. But uh, just so our listeners know, we didn't focus on one movie. There's so many. Uh, personally, I watched the the 1975 movie, which was just called Zorro, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched the Mask of Zorro, which was from 2005. Well, that's no, the that legend. was from 98. And then Legend of was Zorro. the Mask of Zorro. Yeah, it was, yeah, right, with uh, Antonio Banderas and Catherine Zeta Jones. And 
uh, recent Academy Award Academy winner, Award. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins. I mean, he has been an Academy Award winner before, but newly reminted Academy now Award. Now a, a two-time <laughs> a Best two-time. Actor winner. Yeah. Um, neither of Anthony those awards Hopkins. for Zorro. No, no, no. And then The Legend of Zorro, which was 2005, which is, again, Antonio Banderas and uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones. And uh, I also did watch the Douglas Fairbanks version, the Mark of Zorro. Did you watch, uh, was that the the silent, the silent, the silent version or the, the talkie? I watched the silent one as much as one can possibly, I don't know, I, I fell asleep hardcore during it. Yeah. The you know the score just really lulls you into into a nice comfortable sleep, and the you know the scenery and the the scenes in general are feel all very repetitive. Yeah. Um, so it was just like put me to sleep. I kind of I I did something similar. I did uh, I the only one that I that I recently watched all the way through was the 1975 French Italian production of of Zorro. Yeah. But I I watched some I I rewatched uh, some of the the Legend of Zorro and the Mask of Zorro and I watched part of the 1920 Mark of Zorro and its sequel Don Q Son of right. Zorro in which Douglas Fairbanks plays both father and son. Douglas Fairbanks, what an ego! I'm, I mean, when you're like the only movie the star guy. yeah when you're when you're like the only at, it was like him and then the silent film comedians like that right was, yeah charlie that was chaplin buster was. keaton yeah you're gonna be getting a lot of those yeah for for swashbuckling roles it's uh it's douglas fairbanks uh, errol flynn i think started a little later little uh, later 30s yeah. maybe though i don't know that errol flynn ever played zorro i don't think so I don't think so. But when it came to swashbuckling, those are your guys in early cinema. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, One of the ones that I was hoping to to get to but but didn't was the 1981 Zorro the Gay Blade. Yeah. There's so there's so many Zorros. And if you go to Zorro.com. Uh, you can find a wealth of Zorro information, and uh, obviously there's plenty on the Zorro Wikipedia page. Um, and I'm actually going to read a little bit from the Wikipedia page. Instead of doing a synopsis, uh, I'm going to just read the description of the who the character Zorro is, because I feel like that, uh, you know, it it comes up in a lot of the movies. The Mask of Zorro and Legend of Zorro, so the most recent incarnation of film Zorro, or mainstream film Zorro, I'm sure there's some film Zorro out there. Big screen. There have been some, like, some, I think some, some TV Zorros around the world. But those, uh, kind of take the, take the name Zorro into a different direction. So it doesn't necessarily follow, you know, just the, this character that we're going to talk about. 
So uh, Zorro, which is Spanish for fox, is a fictional character created in 1919 by American pulp writer Johnston McCulley and appearing in works set in the Pueblo of Los Angeles and Alta California. He is typically portrayed as a dashing mask vigilante who defends the commoners and indigenous peoples of California against corruption and tyrannical officials and other villains. His signature all-black costume includes a cape, a hat known as a sombrero, uh, cordobes, and a mask covering the upper half of his face. In the story, Zorro has a high bounty on his head but is too skilled and cunning for the bumbling authorities to catch, and he also delights the publicly humil- delights in publicly humiliating them. Because of this, the townspeople started calling him El Zorro, due to his fox-like cunning and charm. Zorro is an acrobat and an expert in various weapons, but the one he employs most frequently is his rapier, which he often uses to carve the initial Z on his defeated foes and other, ob- and other objects to sign his work. He is also an accomplished rider, his trusty steed being a black horse called Tornado, who is hilarious in uh, at least the Antonio Banderas Zorro films. Uh, Zorro yes. is the secret identity of Don Diego de la Vega, a young man who is the only son of Don Alejandro de la Vega, the richest landowner in California, while Diego's mother is dead. In most versions, Diego learned his swordsmanship while at university in Spain and created his masked alter ego while he was unexpectedly summoned home by his father because California had fallen into the hands of an oppressive dictator. Diego is usually shown living with his father in a huge hacienda, which contains a number of secret passages and tunnels, leading to a secret cave sometimes called the Fox Den, that serves as headquarters to Zorro's operations and as Tornado's hiding place. In order to divert suspicion about his identity, Diego hides his fighting abilities while also pretending to be a coward and a fop. Um, I could go a little bit more into the history, but I won't. Um, I will say, I'll, I'll add this part, being one of the earliest examples of a fictional masked Avenger with a double identity, Zorro inspired the creation of several similar characters in pulp magazines and other media, and is a precursor to the superheroes of American comic books, with Batman drawing particularly close parallels to the character, which, hello, the Fox Den, the Batcave, you know, being well, a masked vigilante with means... Yeah, yeah. I, I I mean there's so there's so much about Zorro that you can totally see the influence on Batman. Yeah. And it's great. Like, you know, for with good reason. Like, it, yeah, it's a great character. And yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, but you can also it, what's what's funny speaking of influence is the influence particularly watching these like the silent mm-hmm. the silent version and i mean maybe this is just like all silent films and not zorro but i really thought a lot about three amigos because oh. <laughs> three well th- the music was yeah yeah uh practically the same music that they used for three amigos uh and the in three amigos they're they're wealthy landowners. Right. Who That's fight true. in injustice. They just they're they're not masked. They don't have secret identities. That's correct. And yeah. yeah. It, it, so I, I noticed a lot of that. And the character of of Wesley, particularly as the Dread Pirate Roberts in mm. Princess Bride. And even right. the the dueling, like a lot of the dueling in yeah. Princess Bride really looked like it was 
inspired by some of what we see throughout Zorro, particularly the, the 1975 Zorro. Well, hey, you get some classic swashbuckling in there. That's what it's all about. It's just doing, you know, uh, hanging off of chandeliers and doing flips and, you know, sword fighting. It's it's a lot of fun. Well, yeah, like the whole outsmarting. Uh, the, actually, this brings up uh, uh, kind of a question or topic that I wanted to discuss. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I feel like we can we can talk about this before we actually talk about any of the movies. But like, what are the ingredients? Like, what do you need? Because some of I, I, some of the Zora movies I really enjoyed and some of them fell flat, like particularly the The Legend of Zorro really kind of fell flat for me. Yeah. Because I felt like it was missing. Yeah. I felt like it was missing something and a lot of, it was basically like Zorro goes through marriage difficulties. Like, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. So what was your question? What are the ingredients of... Like, what are the quintessential ingredients of a good Zorro movie? Uh, government corruption. Mm-hmm. That seems to be a, a big through line in a lot of the things that I've seen. Uh, there's definitely some sort of personal reason why Zorro is fighting in, in addition to the government corruption. So there's usually something else that's driving it. I, and and of course, this is based on my my limited experience. And I can only say limited just because there's so much Zorro out there. Um, I I don't know, Dan. What do you think? Well, I think so. The imp- the trick riding, the impressive trick riding. Oh, you're talking about just like the uh, no, the I'm things that make of- Zorro different from other vigilantes. Well, different or not necessarily different, but just what may like what do you need to have like for Zorro movie to be good? And it's like everything that you're saying. Plus, like Zorro's got to like we got to, we have to see that trick riding. We have to see that almost pompous attitude that he's that he's never you know like like you were reading from Wikipedia uh, that the weapon he employs most frequently is his rapier. But I would argue yeah. that his rapier wit is Ooh. employed equally. So you know like setting because he duels with this humor that he's not just going to defeat his opponents, he's going to humiliate them. He's going to humiliate them. Right. Absolutely. Someone is going to get poked in the ass with a sword. Oh yeah. Yeah, yes. uh I I'd say also just to add on to that, uh his other main weapon is a whip. And actually I wouldn't yes. say weapon so much as tool. Uh Yeah. Yeah. He so, utilizes uh, the whip. I mean, memorably, I I love how he uses the whip, um, in the beginning of Mask of Zorro when it's when it's Anthony when it's oh. Anthony Hopkins or yeah. or Anthony Hopkins stunt double sure who yeah. when you've got the firing range and he whips the that the last rifle it's and awesome. pulls them yeah. all so that they shoot the uh you know whoever's giving giving the yeah. orders but so so I would say the the horseback riding the dueling and there are these he always has these clever tricks and traps and you see it more you see it a lot in the disney zorro oh see i didn't the, watch that one the guy hamilton yeah um yeah. so 
the and the the film that's the that's streaming i don't disney plus is not yet streaming the series but the mm-hmm. film is just like eight episodes of the series right. kind yeah. of strung together so i mean uh, very kind of obviously you can tell yeah. when the episodes end and begin but he's it's it's like when you know the the colonel or whoever sergeant garcia uh is is going to set a trap for zorro and Zorro finds out about it because he's really Don Diego and he right. hears everyone yeah, yeah, talking yeah. about this stuff. And and he's like, ah, okay, well, they're going to set a trap for me, but I will turn their trap for me into a trap for them. Yes. I, I will also say I think that another element to a Zorro movie is having to appear to be in two places at the same time as your alter ego, you know, like as your your true self and the alter ego, whichever one you would say is the true self and which one is the alter ego <laughs> much like Bruce Wayne and Batman. I uh, yeah, um and then murdering people in a way that's humiliating for them is definitely a uh, a big one. He did, he kills a lot of people. He he does, though not in the 1975 one. <laughs> in the 1975 one it's mostly just humiliation beyond belief. Right. And the other ones well, people because- like blow up and stuff. Well, they said, I mean, it's a it's a plot device in the 1975 Zorro that he's made a vow. And and this is something that I appreciate about about these Zorro movies is they all put their own little twist on it. And so he makes a vow to his his friend that he's not going to kill. him. Yeah. So I'm just going to and this is like Terminator 2. This one's this is not pre-written. I'm just going to kind of spit out what the the gist of the 1975 version is, which, by the way, I had such a good time watching that. So much fun. That movie was bananas. And I would watch it again in a heartbeat. It was so (laughs) much fun. Uh, so essentially what happens is Don Diego is buddies with this guy who's about to become governor of this village. I, I don't know exactly how you would, uh, well, and this is in South America. Oh, this is in South America. This is yes. not a California one. No, right. no, it's, it's in South America, um, they, I forget, like it kind of starts with this family coming over from Spain and it's like, it's Diego's right. uh, friend. Yeah, it's Miguel. Diego's friend. I can't remember because he dies so quickly. Uh, but basically what happens is there is this, uh, this bad guy. I can't remember his name, but he essentially is the head of the local like military or police or whatever you want to call it, where uh, this guy is supposed to be. Uh, taking his position as governor and he wants to be the governor so he has people sent to kill this guy and that happens to be when his buddy Don Diego is there and Don Diego is just this you know all we know about him is that he's the best sword fighter that the the governor's ever seen before and you know whatever so these henchmen come to kill the governor And in his dying breaths, he says to Don Diego, he's like, you have to go, you have to be me, but you have to like be all the good things that I was going to bring to this place. No killing people like, you know, just be on your best behavior. And um, just as a way of saying like this guy cannot win. So he goes and he becomes his old friend. Uh, He's not... uh, 
he's not there as Don Diego. He's there as this governor. And, you know, he's living in the governor's mansion. And it's there. He has this uh, right hand man who he inherited from the governor who uh, is mute. And uh, I tried. I thought that maybe he could have been just like a a weird like physical comedian of the time, but such is not the case. He just that's just the way that they chose that character to be because he was funny. Yeah, he was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, didn't need to be mute, but he was. No, and it, it made well, and I guess it made it made sense because this is the one person who knows all of right like Zoro's secrets. Yeah. And the and he's the governor, Alfred. He's the Alfred. That, yeah, and the the governor's mansion happens to have like a secret trick door that leads him into. It's very bizarre. But in addition to all of that, I, it, as far as we know, you know, we don't know about Zorro. Don Diego doesn't know about Zorro until he goes to like the town square, and there's this kind of like, you know, there's shenanigans going down, and there's this kid whose name was. Chico, maybe, who he sees draw a Z all over the place, and he makes the kid tell him what the Z's all about, and he's like, oh, it's, you know, the legend of Zorro, and I heard about this Zorro, and uh, basically what he does is he disappears, and then a second later, he's wearing the black and all the Zorro stuff, and it, it He's coming from, like, the horizon, and next yeah. thing you know, he's standing on a building. Look, it doesn't make sense, and I don't care because this movie's fun as hell. It's awesome, and it's it's basically a spaghetti western. Totally, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And and uh, just to add, and I'm sorry if if you'd mentioned this, but so um, Miguel, who was supposed to go be the governor, um, was taking over for his uncle. His uncle okay. was the governor, and his uncle right. they 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 say he died of malaria, but it was like definitely shady circumstances and but this also sets up this great little subplot about yeah uh the 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 aunt like miguel's aunt the eccentric aunt who yeah what is her deal she's she's just like she's just like i don't really care what happens i'm just ready to get out of here and then and then like she's leaving and the captain who is like sworn to protect her uh like fights off all these bad well he the thinks German... he fights off all these bandits yeah 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 He's... but Zorro's really the one who's doing it right <laughs> and uh and don diego falls in love with her daughter so no, no. it's not her daughter it's don diego daughter. falls in love with the daughter of oh wait maybe is it her daughter because oh, he sees the painting in the mansion or whatever and he's and he's like Oh, who is this? And she's oh, like, no. that's your cousin. So maybe it's her niece. No, you know who he falls for? So it's uh, she's the the daughter of this other aristocratic family who's she's very much like, you know, power, you know, speaking out for the people. Yeah. But the the aunt says, yeah, and thinking that Don Diego is her nephew says that's your cousin right right when when he sees this painting so um, yeah but different person oh really i thought that he was commenting i thought that the painting was of her no because they have her like she remember like they they, what's the point of asking pointing they imprison (laughs) they they imprison her 
parents or like her father and it, oh uh-huh. it's and it's colonel colonel huerta is the huerta. uh the That's evil right. colonel i couldn't remember i was like i thought i remembered that but also i've watched a lot of zorro in yeah. a short period of time so i'm like is that the character from yeah the, which antonio banderas or? el guapo El no. Guapo, <laughs> and I love uh, the other uh, another amazing thing about the 1975 Zorro is not only that they keep the character of the bumbling, uh, heavy Sergeant Garcia, oh, who yeah. was Mustache. invented for the Disney series. Yeah, but the guy who plays him, his name is Mustache. His name is Mustache. <laughs> Mustache. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a character. So the character was actually created for oh, the, interesting. the Disney series. Yeah, he's not in any uh, of that the- That makes sense for there to be a giant bumbling bad guy. Yeah, I mean, he's basically, if if, if we're going to keep the Three Amigos comparisons, he's like the bartender from Three Amigos. Imagine, like, that would have been the great, the right guy to play uh, Sergeant Garcia had they made Zorro at that, at that in the mid-80s. Um, yeah. But yeah, and the Disney series was huge, and they put so much right. money into making that. And I feel like I remember having the like action figures, and the Disney series that was like from the fifties and sixties. Yeah, but I think like when Disney Channel started, and that was like what they had. That was their programming. Yeah, it was like you know reruns of the Mickey Mouse Club and Zorro. Right. Um. Oh, and Davy Crockett was on. Uh. I think like they started selling the toys because I feel like the the reruns were so popular. Yeah, it worked. But I remember having like I like Tornado and, and yeah, Zorro. That sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the 1975 Zorro is absolutely wild. I um I wish I you know what I really should and I have no excuse to not have watched the Disney any any of the Disney stuff. Um, I'm sure it would have felt very familiar because I'm sure that I watched it when I was a kid at some, at some point, uh, you know, there was that, there was the Lone Ranger, uh, definitely similar vibes. So similar mask, similar masks, horses, you name it. Though I don't know that Zorro has ever been played by a, an actual um, cannibal cannibal. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Oh, army hammer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, um, I do want to talk about the Antonio Banderas series. You know, you mentioned The Legend of Zorro, uh, and we'll get to that, but I want to talk about The Mask of Zorro because this one kind of bends the the story and brings it into a different generation. Because as you mentioned, Anthony Hopkins is the, the Don Diego that we all know and love, but, you know, even in 1998, he was old. <laughs> He's been old for a very long time. So, uh, and, you know, not in uh, Zorro fighting shape. So, um, well, also it's Anthony Hopkins. So all due respect to Sir Anthony Hopkins, but I don't know that he was ever in Zorro fighting yeah. shape. I mean, if you go back it and watch a... The Elephant Man, you're not going to be like, oh, that guy should play Zorro. Yeah, it was a weird choice, I think, to have him there. And I, I think it was, I, I wonder what, like how that all went down. It just seems like such an odd choice to have had him to have him as Don Diego, but I digress. I mean, he's a yeah, he's a Welshman. Uh, you know, it's I, which is crazy because Catherine, Catherine Zeta, Zeta Jones. Jones is Welsh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I was that I was the kind reason of just, they needed a Welshman as her father. 
I don't know. Although it's like for her, you don't think about it as much. But I think that with this movie and what so many movies suffer from is that when something takes place before, I don't know, the 1900s, everybody kind of by default just has like an English accent. And then it's like, if you can do something more accurate, great. But if not, you just, your default is English no matter what. He does, he does like, he does a little bit. He gives it a little zest. He gives a little little zest. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think he kind of gives it the, and Catherine Zeta-Jones fittingly gives it the full Z. She, yeah, she does. I mean, I think this is like her first like major movie. Yeah. She she was definitely in a bunch of stuff before, but like this is like her first big one and she's great in it. I I thought that she was fantastic. Mm Mm-hmm. So this Agreed. one, Antonio Banderas' character, I think his name is like Alejandro. And as a kid, he and his brother were admirers of Zorro. And they witnessed the whole thing where uh, where Zorro does the whip thing and makes the executioners shoot something else, whatever. What's up? Oh, so I was going to say, he, uh, so actually, the uh, did you say Alejandro or Joaquin? Oh, uh, Alejandro, he, yeah. He, Alejandro, yeah. Yeah. The brother is Joaquin. Yeah, so as they grow older, Alejandro and Joaquin are like, you know, drunken tricksters. You know, they're trying to like grifters, pretty much. Yeah, uh, with I'd this say, other dude. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's very much like the good and the bad and the ugly, uh, the way that they kind of, I don't know. They use the the like the the price on uh on a on a you know yeah. criminal's head on an outlaw's yeah, so, head yeah so they're you know just just traveling grifters they're alcoholics they're just giant messes and then uh joaquin gets killed and uh alejandro is just like a, a complete mess and he and sorry up? if i may while we're there uh so there, well, Joaquin. I was trying to remember why the name Joaquin stuck out, so I was like double checking. And Joaquin uh, Murrieta was a real life bandit, and they were, and that's oh. who. That's who they're. That's like I think there's two real life people that they say like were the inspirations for Zorro. Okay, and Joaquin Murrieta was one of them. And uh, apparent, and apparently, this uh, the other guy's name is Three Fingered Jack, right? And he was also a uh, says a real real life bandits in Northern California at the time of the eighteen forty nine gold hmm. rush, which yeah. is uh, yeah when when this when is this set. when and where this is taking place, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I uh, Alejandro is just kind of like a, a mess because his brother's dead, and his brother was given by. Zorro as a child this like medallion and so it's kind of all he had left and um at this point what had happened with Zorro is that he had a wife named was it Elena or is that the daughter no, Elena was the daughter it was daughter. Uh, Esperanza. Esperanza Esperanza so Esperanza was his wife and his daughter their daughter Elena was like a newborn and um the bad guy, I can't remember his name, but he wants Esperanza for himself, but accidentally kills her. So in, so what he does is he, I think, like, blows up their house, takes Elena to raise 
on his own and imprisons um, Don Diego. It's it's Don Rafael. Don Rafael. And he recognized. So there's this moment, and I I don't know that I ever caught this before, but uh, there's a moment when uh, during the opening sequence when uh when Zorro Anthony Hopkins Zorro uh I guess has him at at sword point and he <laughs> says his name and oh, you see man. this re- and it's Stuart Wilson who plays who plays Don Raphael so uh Stuart Stuart Wilson who uh up until that point, I I just knew is the bad guy from Lethal Weapon three. No, <laughs> so which he's fantastic as the as the bad guy in, in Lethal Weapon three. He's a good but, bad guy, uh, but that's beside the point. So he, uh, yeah. So I feel like he recognizes him, and yeah. then that's why he ends up, yeah. So in, in the house, <laughs> right? So he imprisons Don Diego. And what we end up seeing when we get to our present day, when, uh, you know, Alejandro has grown up and his brother's been killed, is that Don Diego uh, manages to break out of prison, finally, and kind of wriggle his way back into the town. And he finds Alejandro because he recognizes the medallion that he's holding as he's mourning his brother in a drunken stupor. And what he ends up doing is he takes Alejandro in and trains him and teaches him kind of like the code of Zorro and whatever. And he becomes the new Zorro. So Zorro, the next generation, whatever you want to call it. And... um of course, they find Don Raphael and Elena, who has herself become quite the the swordswoman, and uh, dot 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 political corruption, so on and so forth. And, and, and Antonio Banderas is is great. I mean, we're talking yes. peak Banderas here. He is totally awesome as Zorro. This was a case of the right movie for the right actor at the right time. Oh. Absolutely. Because I feel like there's so many times where it's like, oh, I wish this this actor, this actress was was 10 years, you know, was, was or oh, I wish this movie could have been made then. Like, there's a lot of times when we're thinking about these movies that I was like, oh, I would love to do a I'm like, I would love to do a remake of this, but only if it was back in 1989. Yeah. And you could cast like Michael Keaton. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking now, of Batman. Yeah. Now, uh, I mean, I even though I think that Catherine Zeta Jones was great, there's always just part of me that really wants it to be Salma Hayek and it for it to be a desperado, just like team getting together again, you know, that kind of thing. Because yeah, desperado that's a good question. Why did I I wonder why although I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure she was considered. I'm yeah, sure. Although there's something about Salma Hayek that I like I have a hard like I have a hard time seeing her in that role i i don't know i mean but that was that was salma hayek like uh uh such a great duo the two of them i mean i just i watched desperado Desperado, i watched desperado the other night because i was like i just watched the um the two zoros with with him in it and i was like yeah but he's also so good as a mariachi and you know it's like 
Uh, that movie, that movie's incredible. Like, I love every second um, of it. Desperado? Desperado. El Mariachi. Yeah. Well, El Mariachi, but that's yeah. his, who he is. Well, that's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, lo- I haven't seen Desperado in such a long time, but I, it's, it's so good. It's fabulous. It's, it's got an amazing soundtrack, too. It's got uh, an amazing soundtrack. Which uh, is a lot of Los Gypsy? Lobos. Doesn't, a lot of Los Lobos. Is there Gypsy Kings on that soundtrack as well? I don't know about well? Gypsy Kings. Because Gypsy Kings actually are uh, provided the music for the Zorro musical. Oh, did they? That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, which anyway, is interesting. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It's just, it's all really interesting because uh, the character of Zorro, you know, and just thinking of kind of the, you know, cultural, culturally appropriate, um, you know, casting and things like mm-hmm. that. Zorro was made, was created by like an old white dude who was like apparently yeah. kind of an asshole. Yeah. Oh, Totally. I, I mean, I, I think that, be that as it may, I think that it's great that the character of Zorro exists because it does create a pathway for representation in the the superhero world, really. Like, early pre-superhero superhero world. And mm-hmm. even though it wasn't the case in 1919, it was, you know, the intent wasn't for it to be played by a Spaniard or for Mexicans to be, you know playing Mexicans, you know, but, uh, it's, it created a pathway for, for that to, to eventually happen. And, you know, the characters themselves, it's, and it's showing positive, I I don't know. I'd be curious to talk to somebody who maybe, uh, is Mexican, South American, or even Spanish, uh, to know what they think about the character of Zorro, um, growing up. If, if it was something that impacted them at all. So I want to talk about the legend of Zorro. And I know that you have your gripes. Mm. Uh, first, I'll just kind of spit out a little bit of what I can remember of the plot, because this one's kind of weird. This is several years after the, the Mask of Zorro. I, I was going to say Don Diego, but Alejandro and uh, Elena have been married and have a son whose name escapes me. And he's a little whippersnapper. He does oh, like yeah. a, he does great. crazy little flips in class and pisses off his teacher. It's wonderful. I, I really I really enjoyed that character. He is the coolest kid in that <laughs> class. He's like all the older the kids rebel. are like applauding him. Like he's so cool. Yeah. So he doesn't know that his dad is Zoro, but he looks up to Zoro and thinks that his dad is just a big fuddy duddy. And um, Elena is kind of pseudo captured by these guys who uh, force her to divorce Alejandro, which is convenient because they just had a big fight. And so she divorces him uh, because she needs to marry this other dude who she knows from her past, or not marry him, but like get close to him to be able to extract evidence that he is trying to uh, sabotage California getting signed into statehood uh yes yeah it and and he's played he's French but he's played by Rufus Sewell everything is weird British actor yeah it's weird so um and then meanwhile Alejandro is just like you know getting drunk and being a sloppy mess and everything and 
having to deal with his personal issues. Meanwhile, it seems like she is just like taking up this new lover and, you know, just living the high life. And I don't know, there's really not much more to go into it, except for the fact that like, you know, the truth comes out and then the two of them kick ass side by side by side because little mini Zorro is cool. <laughs> so I, uh, yeah. So, so Dan, what was, what was your beef with this? Just that it was too much of a departure from a typical kind of Zorro situation. Yeah. I, for the most part, I don't, I don't know that I've ever actually watched it entirely straight through. Like, I feel like I've tried watching it and either fallen asleep or just kind of gotten bored uh it, yeah and it's like it's a real downer i don't like seeing them split up like that and it's it's just it just feels a little contrived so yeah yeah I, yeah so it's it has its it has its moments it like it certainly does um yeah, I, 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 I thought it was yeah. fun. I didn't think it was a great movie or anything. I had it's fun nowhere watching near, it. Nowhere near Mask of Zorro. Mask of Zorro is great, except I really just felt so cringy anytime Anthony Hopkins was on the screen. I feel, for me, when Anthony Hopkins is good, he's really good, but otherwise, I have a hard time with him. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, hey... He's pumped out some clearly great performances, and I'm happy for that. But, like, I feel like, you know, his notoriety gets him through the door in places where he just doesn't belong. And The Mask of Zorro is one of them. So, I'm trying to, like, who would have been a better... Oh, In the late 90s, it's really hard to say. Because I was like trying to look for who else was considered for the role, and all I found was like Sean Connery, which yeah, which also would suck. Highlander, <laughs> like yeah, I, I don't know. It'd be kind of weird. It, um, it it doesn't work. Highlander, it, it, where I believe he plays a Welshman, he, even though it's in Scotland and he's Scottish. I'm pretty sure that he plays a Welshman. I'm pretty sure he plays a Spaniard in Highlander. Oh, no, is he a Spaniard? Yeah. I am I Wales am and Spain. Almost... What does it matter, right? <laughs> Anthony Hopkins and Catherine Zeta Jones. So Yeah. Uh uh Yeah, so I'm trying to think of who you would cast. And like if it was five years earlier, I'm like I think of Raul Julia and like the Adams family. But... I wanna say that he that I read somewhere and it it's probably been a while, so I could be wrong, but I believe he was up for the role, but he what, died? what year did he die? I think like ninety-six. Maybe like he turned it down and then he like because he was sick or something like that. I, I, I feel don't like, know. I think Street Fighter was his last movie. That's so sad. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, that, the fact that he's dead is really yeah. sad. Yeah. Yeah. Poor one yeah. out. That Raul is Julia. what he said. Yeah, yeah. Raul Julia clearly would have been the best old but Zorro. There are, but it's like, it's frustrating me right now that I, I can't think of others. And I know that, the, I, I know that there will be a lot of names that will, that will come to me. Yeah. It's hard. I'm, it's tough. Yeah. And, and it's, what I'm makes it really troubles. tough is the sad truth that there, you know, if we're talking about the 90s, we're, we're we're actually really talking about 
the 80s because we're talking about people who are older who would have probably been more in their prime in the in the 80s who are kind mm-hmm. of coming back and doing like a cameo type thing or like a you know a smaller role as like a ah old reliable but there wasn't the rep- the representation at the time unless it was like i don't know uh somebody in a gang or you know it, it was very rare that there would be somebody right. who was in you know cast culturally uh in a, in a respectable way yeah which is unfortunate yeah, it- very unfortunate. I mean, you know, nowadays, I mean, you know, he he's neither Spanish nor nor Mexican. He's Cuban, but Andy Garcia, uh, and the aforementioned Andy Garcia, right? Would would be like I prob I like I think he's still young enough where it's believable that he'd be like doing all the stuff in the beginning. Yeah, I think but- that if look if it was now and it was going to be in an older one. Uh, an older Zorro, you have people like Javier Bardem, who would be mm. the the more of the appropriate age for something like that. Um, well, or Anto- Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. You would have Antonio <laughs> yeah. Banderas. Yeah. Uh, which would be great. Um, I don't remember the last thing I saw him in. I watched, Well, I mean, it's pretty old now, but he was great in Ruby Sparks as kind of just like an eccentric... Uh, guy living up in like Ohio or something like that but uh i don't remember what he i don't know what he's been in more yeah, recently i'm trying to remember the the last thing i saw him in um the last thing i saw him in was desperado well, which was awesome <laughs> yeah i mean the, i think the last thing i saw him in was like that i want that i the last thing that i watched with him in it, it was, i think it was like spy kids well i oh. um you know before before watching Zorro. Right, right, right. But yeah, I I really can't uh I I know he went back uh, and was uh you know working with uh Almodovar. Mm. Oh, the skin the skin I'm in. Oh, well, and Pain and Glory. Oh, he got an Oscar nomination for Pain and Glory like what last year. Right, 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 um, right, right. That one was kind of under the radar a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I see that HBO Max just added a whole bunch of Almodovar films. Oh, so, really? Great. Yeah. Oh, and he was in The Laundromat, which I have not oh, seen. It's not great. Yeah, that's what I heard, so that's why I haven't seen Speaking it. Speaking of The Laundromat, you're making me think of Meryl Streep, and I I have to say I it was hard for me to edit the Death Becomes Her episode quickly because I kind of got sidetracked and had a little, I don't know, an itch I needed to scratch. And I kind of did a little bit of homework on a Meryl Streep question that I had, but I'm not going to tell you what it is in case I decide to bring it up on a more appropriate episode. But oh, okay. I certainly spent wait like an entire edit session where I should have been editing, uh-huh. just doing this Meryl Streep research, like some some Meryl Streep research. Oh yeah. wow, fascinating! Yeah. I it mean, was necessary. I'll bust it out next time we do a Meryl Streep movie. Uh, you know she's done a few, so uh, I'm she sure the opportunity will arise. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that Meryl Streep, she's done a few movies. She's no Fran McDormand. But uh, uh, three-time Best Actress winner Frances McDormand and 
my God, she's brilliant. She uh, really, really is. Like, absolutely deserves that and all the other ones that she was nominated for and didn't win. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Dan is going to be talking with Cesar Gracia. And uh, I am very, very excited to hear this conversation. And uh, stay tuned. Starfighters, I have got a treat for you. With me now is uh, not only a very close personal friend, not only a former collaborator, uh, a for, a co-founder of the the greatest sketch comedy group that you've never heard of, Cubicle, uh, the winners of the 2005 The Funny. Uh, he is a currently Miami-based stand-up comic, but you might have seen him in New York or Los Angeles. Uh, in uh, New York, he did his his kind of one-man interactive show, the Al Pacino School of Acting at Upright Citizens Brigade. Um, uh, he, by the way, the best, Al, still my favorite Al Pacino impression. And uh, he's also done, he's done that show at the Miami Improv, with, uh, did another one-man show called Spanglish there. He has opened for Paul Rodriguez and co-starred with Paul Rodriguez in the film Chateau Vato that you can see on HBO Max. It is none other than Mr. Cesar Gracia. Cesar, welcome. Oh, great, great. That's you? awesome. I, for, I, for, I forgot about the Pacino School of Acting. <laughs> I, dude, you've done a lot, you know, you, you've got a lot, uh, you know, I have fond memories of that one. Cause I got, I got to, to I got to, I, get, I, mean, I did a 15 minute version of that show here in Miami. This thing called micro theater. Where oh, they get okay. these sh shipping containers. There's six sh shipping containers and each one has a different show in it. And uh, you pay five bucks. It's pretty cool. Uh, it was originally in Spain and they have it in Miami. And I, I, I shoved this, <laughs> the Pachino School of Acting in there. It was pretty, it was a lot of fun. That's perfect. What were you like? We're in a fucking shipping container. Shipping <laughs> container. Uh, anyway, I'm gonna try not to go back into any old like just like uh, reminiscing because uh, you know we're here to talk about about Zorro, right? Yes. Yeah. Which which is a a bit of a fandom of mine. So yeah. Yeah. So uh, if we could if we could start, I would love to hear just kind of like your earliest. Um, you know, kind of memories, your first connection, you know, who was your first, who was your first Zorro? Who, who was, was the first, first to slash oh, yeah. the Z into you? <laughs> definitely, definitely Guy Williams. Still uh, my favorite non-Latino Spanish accent. I mean, he was Italian, but uh, he was, I think he was killed it. He was the best. He was, he was, uh, I was growing up. Yes, I was from Disney from the fifties, but when I was growing up, that was still on TV. It was very popular. Him and the Lone Rangers. It was like two masked guys were like yeah. kind of popular, but uh, yeah, Zorro, I, I, I loved, I was in, I was Zorro, my brother was Zorro for Halloween once, I was Zorro for Halloween, uh, always been a big fan of it. And and then I found out later on, it's what inspired Batman. So he's kind of like the pre-Batman. Oh. Yeah, oh, absolutely. He's not kind of like, he is the pre-Batman. I mean, he, he has a cave, he's, he's a, like, he's, he's this like, you know, rich, uh, I mean, I know like some versions he's married, some versions he's just like this rich playboy and yeah. Uh, yeah, he's very Bruce Wayne. He has a cave. He's got his, uh, in, in some versions, he's got like his faithful manservant, uh, right. Who have you ever seen the 1975 movie Zorro? Wait, it was a French wait, uh, Italian. No, I remember there's one with, um, Franklin Gella. There's one with Franklin Gella in the seventies. Uh -huh. It was a, a made-for-TV, uh, the, the the Mark of Zorro, basically like the from the, the, the original one, uh, with Franklin without a mustache. And that was 
pretty rough one to watch. Wait, Adam uh, West the, was in it? <laughs> no, Frank Langella, Langella, I'm messing yeah. up his name. Frank, Frank Langella, yeah, Skeletor. Oh, he's Skeletor? I didn't know who's Skeletor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Frank Langella and... Uh, I mean, among others. He did, he, did, he did Dracula in the 70s, too, but he did a, a Marco Zorro. Um, right, so yeah. That one. I never saw the French one. Okay, you got to check it out. Um, when, whenever you have a chance, it's uh, currently uh, uh, streaming on Amazon Prime. Okay. So, you know, not to promote Amazon, but, you know. Uh, that, that look, that's just where you can watch it. All right. So yeah. anyway, anyhow, so the Disney Zorro is kind of like your first, that was, yeah. and that's, so for you, how does Guy Williams compare to Antonio Banderas? Well, but well, here's, see, I have a love and hate with that movie. So Antonio okay. Banderas is obviously, yeah, the first, like, cause he's accurate. He's the first Spaniard to, to play him in the sequel. Of, of the his his second chance at it, he does a part where he speaks Spanish and he speaks with his like Spain accent, you know, with the tetas and all that. And it was kind of like fun to watch, finally, like Spanish Zorro. But uh, with that, and like the director of that movie is uh, Campbell. I think it's a um, yeah, Martin Campbell. Martin Campbell, which I love his 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 uh, uh, all of his stuff, uh, Casino Royale and and Golden Eye, and then he killed it with Zorro. So he pretty much gets like my favorite things that I'm a fan of, and he does a really good job with it. So I love that movie. I love what he did with it. It was just annoyed me that it was just like all British, except for the one Spanish guy and then make him Mexican. <laughs> like he said, right. even Don Diego, he, they're like, no, 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 you're not Don Diego. You're a Mexican Zorro who gets trained by the British Zorro, <laughs> Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, which, and I mean, it, geographically, he's Californian Zorro. So, and, yeah, exactly. and then yeah, yeah. he, and then he, at least they kept consistent casting with uh, having Ant Anthony Hopkins, a Welsh actor, and Catherine Zeta Jones, also Welsh. So, a Welsh actor. <laughs> they're consistent. Playing, she, at least they're. The yeah. her, she killed it, though, because I didn't know she was Welsh until after, like, well, after yeah. the movie, I didn't know she was Welsh. Uh, this dude phoned it in. He didn't even do it. He's just like straight up British Anthony Hopkins. I'm just like, I'm Don Diego de la Vega. I'm like, really? Not even like a hint of anything? Like nothing? Like, but that, no, that's all there was. He threw on a little seasoning, you know? A little seasoning. Tiny no, bit. He, he yeah. was like, this is what I'm doing. It's not like I'm getting nominated for this. So yeah. No, so yeah. So no, Banderas kills it. And uh, Martin Campbell in that movie kills it too. I, I, I like the whole, the whole, the, I like the whole movie. So it was a fun ride. Yeah. Guy Williams. I don't know. I still, I still like, yeah, I guess I call it a tie with, with him, Guy Williams. Um, Douglas Fairbanks, only because of the Jackie Chan doing his own stunts type of thing. Oh, so yeah. Because Doug, Douglas Fairbanks, yeah, he was kind of originated that, that chandelier swing, uh, mm -hmm. which they give him a lot of big homage to. A lot of like the, what they do in, uh, in terms of Darius movies, a big homage to uh, Douglas Fairbanks, because he did, he was the first one to do Marco Zorro. I think he's the first Zorro, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He was the first big, big screen Zorro in uh, yeah. a silent film in, in 1920, which the first Zorro novel, the first story was published in 1919. Right, so it was a year in. It was hot, hot stuff. Yeah, well, and then like 1925, he's back in Son of Zorro, where Douglas Fairbanks plays both Don Diego and Alejandro, who right. in that is his son. Right, right. So, oh, I didn't realize that, that he plays Alejandro, and that's what that Banderas' character is. Uh, right. Well, yeah. and then the brother, Joaquin, in that is... Muriela. Yeah, well, who supposedly, that's the real-life bandit that yeah. 
they supposedly base Zorro on. Yeah, yeah. The Muriedas. Yeah, Muriedas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. So, you know, um, what we usually, what we talk about on here is our, our ideas. And it's like what hasn't been done with Zorro. With Zorro. Um, so it's like, what would you do? Would you keep Sergeant Garcia? Um, <laughs> I, that's the, I, I was disappointed. I, I mean, I guess Hunting uh, Happens took in place of the, of the mute. I did love the mute. Uh, I did uh -huh. love Sergeant Garcia. I mean, it was comedic, but they didn't really put him in the in the new one, right? They, it wasn't. There's no. nothing like him there. No, he's in fun. the. They keep so he was like invented for the Disney series, right? Yeah, he's yeah. a Disney character for sure. And they keep him in uh, for the 1975 one, the like the spaghetti western version of Zorro. Basically. Right, right. Did you know that the original Guy Williams movie they? Because my cousins saw it in Cuba and they go, oh, I saw the movie. I saw it in the theater. I'm like, that, that was a TV show. They they got all the TV show and they cut it. Uh, they made a yeah. movie out of it. And that oh. actually screened in like Latin America or whatever. And my, my cousin saw it in Cuba. Talk about the guy Williams. I was like, the movie. I'm like, no, that dude's a TV thingy. And we had that argument forever. And he's like, no, this is what they did. <laughs> they, they, they cut the whole thing together. <laughs> That's actually the only one that Disney Plus has right now. Yeah, okay. That the makes movie. Sense. Yeah. It's it's Which, the movie, but it's obviously the episodes stitched the episodes together. Kind of wolf together, yeah. Yeah. They didn't really... I love the theme song. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like he yeah, he's helping somebody out every, you know, 23 minutes. He's helping out somebody <laughs> new. So he's like, okay, your problem's solved. And now the um, next part of the movie is that, you good. know, I go and help this next person and meanwhile. Did you know he kept doing that? He kept doing that after the show closed. After the show got canceled, you know, I was off of Disney. Guy Williams continued playing Zorro in Latin America. He did like he, he took Sergeant Garcia. They did plays at the theater and they did uh, appearances well into like probably well into the 70s. Like there's like gray haired Guy Williams playing Zorro in, in Latin America. He, he cashed in on that. For, he loved it. That's probably why wow. he's so good at it. He actually enjoyed the character so much that he didn't mind doing the like uh, going around the Disney parade. Like he would actually instead of getting a costume person, he'd actually like get in costume and do Disneyland. He'd like ride through Disneyland for the parade. He did that a handful of times. And once that was done, he went on tour. <laughs> he couldn't hang out, he couldn't stop. Holy shit. But so that's actually, I mean, that's a perfect segue because you're telling me this story, and I'm like, well, I want to see that movie. I want to see the movie oh. about Guy Williams and Sergeant Garcia, like after the Zorro gets canned, oh. and they're kind of like the three amigos. It's it's the three amigos because they're like, fuck it. We don't know what else to do. We're just going to go be they the think three we're, amigos. They think we're real down there. Yeah. <laughs> let's, go, let's go to Santa Poco, get this guy a guapo, get paid, and we'll yeah. come back. <laughs> oh, no, but seriously, it's like you're describing this and, and I'm like, you know, forget a reboot. Like, I, I want to see this movie. I, yes. Oh, who would you cast as like a, an older guy Williams? Uh, it's almost like need... was it? What's the Ben Affleck Superman one? The, the where he plays the... uh, George Reeves. Oh, Hollywood Land. Hollywood Land. Yeah. Like, you know how, <laughs> it would be like a Hollywood Land, but for Zorro. <laughs> well, it, it it sounds actually. So, um, have you ever seen uh, Fitzcarraldo, the Werner Herzog? Uh, 
movie. We did an episode on it a little while back. I mean, if I was going to try to describe the whole plot, it, I don't know, I, we'd get dizzy, but it's basically like this guy who wants to build an opera house in the middle of the Amazon and uh, he like buys this like old river boat and they sail down because they're going to access this hard to get to rubber because it takes place around like 1900. They haul a boat over a mountain and it's like they actually did this when they made the movie, like they hauled the boat over. Oh my God. It's not a huge mountain, but I'm thinking about like, just about like Guy Williams, you know, it, it almost being like this Fitzcarraldo about like this Guy Williams who's just like, he's kind of, just obsessed and he can't hang it up and yeah because <laughs> like, i guess he was so well known he was like well why should i stop where i guess he didn't have any work he just made it happen that was pretty yeah who would you cast for that who would be williams because then it's like you're not really casting zorro you're, you're casting guy williams yeah doing zorro so who hmm. fits that look oh i can almost think of someone I'm, oh, I'm drawing a blank. It's gonna take me a couple days before I can well, get that. Well, because he would figure. be a little bit, he would be a little bit older. So let's see, how old was was Guy Williams? Like Tom Cruise Zorro? would probably be a fun one. <laughs> oh wow! Because he was considered for Zorro before they they went with Banderas. Uh, that would be Cruise with a mustache and and doing a Spanish accent. <laughs> you know, I'm looking at this guy's picture, and you know, he was born in Washington Heights, so. Um, really? Yeah. Oh wow. But yeah, he he died in in Buenos Aires and yeah, in Argentina. Uh, yeah. yeah, in in 1989. So let's see. But he was born in 1924. When was Zorro canceled? Fifties. Oh, late uh, late fifties, early sixties. Sixty one. Sixty one. Yeah. So he's what like thirty seven, thirty eight. Yeah. Yeah. That just he looks just like Tom Cruise. <laughs> who's 50 but looks 37 parts of tom cruise are 30 or in their 30s uh what i love tom cruise he's awesome um so you would kind of need the older like man it's so funny to think of like all right so who are you gonna like james franco (laughs) yeah but he he, because he has a stuff the square face i don't know maybe he's Uh, also no i know i got it i got it the guy he's a french guy the guy from um the artist oh the guy from the artist oh man oh what's his name and would he be too old um well the thing is is after the show is canceled and you could you could take up i guess yeah you could make it in the late 60s or or early 70s yeah that's true oh uh, jean dujardin that's it that's the guy yeah but he's not like then he would be playing in come on let's cast american actors as yeah, american right. actors yeah, playing <laughs> spanish characters i mean <laughs> he uh authenticity damn it give me franco <laughs> give me franco <laughs> but uh who else does a good yeah i don't know um, well i would love to see with that with that with that uh with that franchise i guess i don't know it's not a franchise or that property like you were saying uh, what hasn't happened, they've done it with James Bond, they did it with Batman. Give me the origin story because this guy kicks ass, but how you know what I mean? Like, because I know Batman went to kung fu school with you know Raza Raz Ghul, uh, yeah, that's what Batman Begins gave me. Uh, you know, James Bond was rough <laughs> around the edges, 
in Casino Royale. Uh, give me, let's go back to Spain and figure out who these guys were. Like, there's a comic book that kind of tries to go into it. I haven't read it much. Like, but there's a comic book that I remember, like, in being in Gotham uh, com, uh, comic book store, just like, and seeing like a Zorro comic book, and it was a bunch of yeah. guys, and it was like a, going back to Spain. So that would be a cool thing to explore. And like ending with him leaving to the new world or going to California or whatever. Right. Cause I think, I think the story is that he goes to Spain to study. He goes to university in Spain and well, and then just father, comes back a badass. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. He comes back a badass. So I get, so that, all right. So now you're casting a, like, I mean, I can you even think, Oh, what about Steve Carell? Sorry. Back to the guy Williams thing. Oh, yes i would go with that yeah i could see that <laughs> i can I see mean, steve carell yeah but like steve carell is an older guy williams maybe uh anyway so no so so who would you cast as like a like early 20s early 20s i mean i would have to cast yeah get a, get a spanish kid but uh, yeah fine i had to go through like a list Cause I, and the ones who I'm thinking of are probably already a little too old already. Right. Uh, yeah. Like like Garcia Bernal or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, yeah. They, they Diego would, Luna. Yeah. Diego Luna. Yeah. Diego Luna would just would actually be kind of fun. Diego Luna. But but again, oh, what's but his, for, what's but his for this from, idea, uh, the Star Wars guy, the other Spanish guy from Star Wars, the new the new Han Solo in a sense. Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Not the actual. Guy. Not the guy who played the young Han Solo. Which let's I know we're on Zoro, but let me sidetrack because I know you would you like this. So I watched Solo, right? Yeah. And this guy, this guy did a good job, but I liked him. But the, I'm gonna tell you this now: he doesn't. He plays Solo. He does a good job. I, I'm not taking a thing. But he reminds me of not of Harrison Ford. He reminds me of Dennis Quaid, who would have been a good Han Solo. <laughs> yeah. Well, he kind of does a Han Solo thing in inner space. He kind of does, yeah. He kind of does, yeah, yeah. Uh, Which is but, an underrated so, movie. Oh, love Interspace. Uh, yeah. yeah, so it, uh, we do. We have an Interspace episode in the archives. So, oh, um, okay. oh but that actor you, is Alden Ehrenreich. You can re reboot it. Yeah. You can reboot Interspace uh, as a, as a Pfizer. <laughs> <laughs> does it take two jabs to get Martin Short into you? We, it would have to be Johnson and Johnson, <laughs> and then. Or no, sorry, not Martin Short to inject this, Dennis Quaid into you. Not Dennis, Martin. Short. Dennis Quaid. Dennis yeah. Quaid is the the the, the chip. <laughs> so, who? Yeah, I mean, like off the top of my head, yeah, Diego Luna or 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 the Pedro guy though from from the Star Wars but, franchise. But you're but for this college idea, I think you know, getting someone younger, like an actual, like finding someone new, like let's make a new, new star because you're you know this is you're selling it as the zorro origin story yeah. so you're you're not really selling it and fuck it have antonio banderas in the beginning is like you know i remember when i i'm, I'm not gonna do an accent oh yeah, yeah but yeah he speaks very breathy he's very yeah. breathy you you can do it you can get away with it uh i can't but you could have him you know I'll, you know do a little flashback so that way you a get a flashback. shot of him yeah. for the trailer for a trailer, yeah. You put him into the trailer, so but then, and then you could kind of lead in because uh, the mask of Zorro is like post everything. You see him as like you know, uh, and it happens in the last oh. raw, and it hands it off. It well, that's cool why it see. couldn't be. Oh, it couldn't yeah. be. So it couldn't be Antonio Banderas. Yeah. So it had to yeah. be like 
Don because he goes the Hopkins plays Don Diego. I want to see Don Diego, right. young Don Diego, going to Spain and becoming the badass that he is. And he kind of the reference like everyone has worn this mask. It's like a passed down thing. So who knows? There could be a cool little mentorship. That's what you would stick Javier Bardem. Make him like the older mentor. Oh <laughs> yes. <laughs> Check that. Yeah. Nice. That's when you would throw. That's when you throw him in there. Uh, and then like start with that guy and do a you know Batman Begins Dark Knight like basically give me that and then end with him going to California and then give me Don Diego then give me the Mark of Zorro like a complete remake of the nineteen you know for what Douglas Fairbanks did. So you kind of want a Rogue One, you kind of want a Rogue One it. I want a Rogue One it yeah, and then lead and then lead into yeah, yeah. you want to lead right up to it yeah so. Yeah. Uh, which I mean, I, I, Rogue One is my favorite non like tr episode one. It's, well, it's, yeah. it's my favorite. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Rogue One is probably my favorite outside of the original trilogy. So, yeah. um, but, but yeah, so that is, I would, I would definitely go see that. Right. That'd be that. that that's what I want to see. Yeah. I would definitely I like what check they do that with out. The mask awesome. But yeah, definitely yeah. do it like an origin. Yeah. Make it, make it a two-parter. And have it be, yeah, it's it's yeah. Diego back. So would you cast a Welsh actor? As, would I cast uh, a Welsh actor? I would, I would have to, yeah, somewhere it would have to be there. Yeah, no continuity. Like one, one from every, like, every nationality has played Zorro. So we need a French guy in there. We need an Italian guy in there. We need a British guy in <laughs> what there. What is this? The, it's the multiverse? Is, is this like the, um, oh, is it Spider-Man? Zorro, yeah, it's, like, it's the, Zorro the Zorroverse. Verse. It's does he like travel to the like the different timelines and there's like <laughs> like a hologram oh, a Douglas Fairbanks? They just cut but, Douglas Fairbanks no, into then, it. But then you need you need George Hamilton. Yeah, uh, yeah, Zorro the Gay Blade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which have you ever seen that one? I that was in my childhood. It was on cable, so I have like bits and pieces. I don't think I've seen it as an adult. But as a child, I saw it in bits and pieces. And I do remember at the end, he has his own like fabulous Zoros and they're both together. Uh, the Zoro and the gay blade are together. And he's got like a bedazzled, like very like Liberace Zoro outfit where he like, finally comes out of the closet as Zoro or whatever. Uh, okay. So, fabulous. Yeah. You ever, see, you ever seen it? I've never seen it. No, but now I want to see it I more than ever. I think it's basically like they're twins where he's a gay twin of Diego and he's in California. And I think the real Zorro, Diego has to like leave somewhere and then he leaves him the suit. So now his like his gay twin is going to like take over a little bit for a hot second. And I guess there's a lot of like comedy and gags with that. And at the end, he just like comes out fabulous. His brother so, joins in. So there's basically like, you know, split screen of George Hamilton in the regular right. black. And then in the like this white, like Liberace's, if Liberace was Zorro, basically what, what they kind of did at the end there. And they have so, like those last battle scene. Okay, so yeah, probably something uh, that wouldn't get remade today. No, not at all. No, no, no. Unless you have not. Nathan Lane. Unless it's Nathan Lane, then fine. <laughs> Nathan Lane is Zorro. Zorro the gay blade with Nathan Lane. Yes. <laughs> wow. I mean, okay. Why not? Well, oh, yeah. listen. Uh, 
this has been awesome. Thank you so much for for making the time. And uh, yeah, and just I uh, wanted to give you a chance to, you know, plug your shit. Like, where can we where can we see you do your stuff? I know, you know, you're in Miami where COVID has apparently been been defeated. So it just yeah, it's, uh, well, it's been it was shoved in a closet. <laughs> it's still alive. It's just it's been muzzled with, along with the gay uh, blade. <laughs> <laughs> the game played. Um, so yeah, no, Caesar G um at Caesar G comedy is my my Instagram. That's where I'll be posting uh my little like uh little blogs, clips of my shows and stuff like that. Um but the Miami, the stand-up the comedy scene in Miami is actually really taking off right now. So um even even Joe Ruggan was mentioning it. So uh it, it this one one guy named Marin Garavito basically started like a few years ago and now it's comedy like seven nights a week here in Miami. It's pretty it's pretty I uh, Bunch of people been coming down, so it's been pretty hot right here right now. So um, yeah, at CGG Comedy. That took forever. I just want to say CGG Comedy Instagram. Follow me, and uh, I'll be putting stuff up there. Well, and <laughs> and do you have anything? Uh, do you have anything coming up? Any shows coming right, up? Uh, right now, so uh, the Spanglish show is a, a friend of mine who's producing it. We that we prefer, did it twice at the Improv. Right now, we're trying to find another venue for it, and uh -huh. uh, I'm pretty much just kind of since I'm in the daddy life right now, I'm just kind of creating a, a new set. I did my, my 20 minutes. I opened up for Paul like in 2019, did my 20 minutes. And then now it's just kind of like, that's so irrelevant now. That's pre-pandemic. Uh, so basically, I'm just kind of starting from scratch. And uh, I got some stuff. And I'm just basically building it up now. So you'll see me around Miami in little places. But I'll post the good stuff every now and got then on, on, on Instagram or YouTube. Got it. Well, I can uh, personally vouch uh, for like, <laughs> I just... I laugh thinking about some of the uh, some of the bits that I remember, and I haven't even seen you perform in quite some time. So, uh, but it's been great. It's been great having you on. Look forward to having you back sometime. Definitely, Thank you very man, yeah. much, Cesar right. Gracia. Thank you. Oh, and Rocky oh. Four Director's Cut. Rocky Four Director's Cut coming soon. Oh, and the, if did they, you know that? Well, I heard that he was tinkering so, with it. I heard he, he took out the robot. And I agree. <laughs> no, I wrote a I, I I I wrote a whole piece on it. It's on my blog. Yeah. Um, see, Stallone no. when he sits and writes, he goes, "What does Caesar want to see?" And then he just kind of does what I want to <laughs> see. And he's like, "You know, I don't think Caesar likes a robot." I'm like, and he's right. He didn't. He was. I tr I trust Stallone with with it. I trust him. <laughs> I am I am pro robot. We'll revisit this. We'll revisit. Yeah, this. we'll we'll revisit. But oh, and belated happy birthday. Oh, I, thank you so I, much. Sorry, I'm I'm I missed it last week. I'm a dick. Uh, <laughs> so happy birthday! Great having you on. All right, man. Good journey. All right, thank you. Thanks for having me, Dan. That was so cool. I'm so glad that you can make that happen. Uh, it was so awesome getting to chat with Caesar. He is hilarious and just one of my favorite. Uh, just one of my favorite people. Like I wish we could, uh, you know still get to work together and, and uh, chat as much as we used to. So thanks again, Caesar. Yeah. And we'll have to have him on when we do an episode with uh, an Al Pacino movie. It would be like having Al Pacino there. <laughs> also does an amazing Michael Keaton. Oh, uh, are there any with the two of them? Pacino and Keaton? I don't think so. Yeah. Let's make it happen. Oh, yeah. There we go. Put that on the bucket list. Oh, boy. All right. So let's talk about what we would do with Zorro now. Well, and 
uh, I wanted to point out, like, it, there are almost constantly talks of different Zorro projects in the works. Uh-huh. And one of them that I found fascinating Is this was from the, IMDb Trivia? No. Oh, okay. It, uh, no. Um, this is just what happens when you... So I was on the, uh, the, the library app, Hoopla, okay. and uh, did a search for for Zorro, but I didn't search specifically for films. So what came up first was a graphic novel entitled hmm. Django Zorro. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. So, and uh, I know that there's been some talk about it. Uh, uh, Jer- Jared or Gerard Carmichael mm-hmm. is, is writing, is Gerard. writing a script. Gerard. Yeah. Um, and, I know it's like it's supposedly an older Django taking a younger Zoro under his wing. I think that's how it works out. Okay. So, um, I or I'm not sure if if it's the other way around. I but... think that timing wise, I mean, it could be whatever Gerard Carmichael wants it to be. That would make timing more sense. Wise, if I it was an older Zoro. Yeah, that's what I would think. But yeah, Gerard Carmichael will do what Gerard Carmichael does. Yeah. Anyway, or like I would at least maybe they're the same age. Uh, whatever. So I I thought that was interesting. I think it's more for me personally. It's more interesting as the graphic novel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just I have a hard time seeing. Uh, it sounds like fan fiction. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I know that there was uh, an article on a. And by the way, Zorro. speaking speaking of Django fan fiction, um, whenever you have time, I want to read to you uh, my story, Django and Cash. Are you serious? No, I'm not serious. <laughs> oh God, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a little disappointed. But what if I had written something called Django and Cash? That would be terrible. I would applaud you. Um. So <laughs> let's see. There is a. It says, and and this is from uh, uh in December. It says. Uh, NBC is, and I'm reading this from the website is thehindu.com. Uh. Okay. I assume this is uh, so. It says NBC is developing a new Zorro project with a star-studded creative team comprising of brother-sister filmmakers Robert and Rebecca, Rebecca Rodriguez, Sofia Vergara from Latin We Entertainment, Ben Silverman, and Howard T. Owens Propagate. CBS has been roped in to co-produce with Universal TV, according to Deadline. Now, it says that the plot will follow Sola Dominguez, an underground artist who invites trouble as she exposes criminal organizations in her fight for social justice. Mythical masked vigilante Zorro is to be played by a female lead in this contemporary take on the classic. So, And and just to be clear, Sofia Vergara is... uh, there's nothing in here that suggests that she will be the one playing. Okay. Zorro. Now, Robert Rodriguez was originally right. going to direct so, the mask of Zorro. Yeah. So something that I saw in the IMDb trivia for, I think the 
Legend of Zorro, said a second sequel was dropped due to the, uh, this movie not making enough money. However, Robert Rodriguez approached Sony with an idea that the Zorro reboot should be set in a post-apocalyptic future, but Sony executives wanted the Zorro reboot to be gritty and in the style of The Dark Knight, showing how Don Diego de la Vega became Zorro, which we see in The Mask of Zorro, but whatever. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. That's Alejandra yeah. becoming Zorro. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Batman was heavily influenced by Zorro. The reboot was rumored to be titled Zorro Reborn. And you know what that sounds like to me? Does not sound like it would have all the ingredients of a good <laughs> Zorro movie. There wouldn't be any antics on a horse. And you know what? Like, why can't there be? And like, yes, Dark Knight is awesome. It's awesome. There are some other other awesome. There are some. Well, you can. That's the great thing about Dark Knight. I watched it the other day as I was recovering from my second Pfizer shot uh, hangover. Oh, nice. Nice. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, So it's great, but it doesn't work for everything. Like, I wouldn't want to see like a gritty Dark Knight style rocketeer. Yeah. Like uh, the Rocketeer should be fun. Yeah. (laughs) So, and Zorro should be fun. The Mask of Zorro, Martin Campbell, master of, of revitalizing franchises. Yeah. James Bond. He did. James Bond uh, twice. Royale. Mm -hmm. And Goldeneye. And Goldeneye. That's right. And, uh, and he did the Mask of Zorro. And I know Martin Campbell has made a lot of other movies, but no schlub he nailed it like i feel like he really nailed the tone and there's a pace to it it's fast moving it's fun and even when it's at its most you know even when you know the the hero is in peril you're still enjoying yourself it's not tense and 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 you leave like happy. You leave, you know, wanting to yeah. you know pick up a rapier, uh, yeah. and and spar. So yeah, yeah. the entire yeah. time I was watching those, I was like, I'm having a great time over here. <laughs> now, of course, uh, one of my one of my reboot ideas, sadly, uh, also does not have. It's but it's not really a. A reboot. And this actually like had just it had occurred to me uh, maybe about an hour before we started recording. I didn't even write this down. So I was I've been thinking, you know, just thinking about the, uh, you know, immigration situation and the, uh, you know, like migrant camps and, you know, the, the, the kids at the border I was thinking about, I mean, this is from the guy who just said Zora should be fun. This is fucking grim. Yeah. Uh, you sure you want I to was, go forward with this? Well, no, but I was thinking, here's what I was kind of thinking about in almost like it's not a Zorro movie, but it's a movie that uses Zorro and kind of like combining elements of, of life is is beautiful the element of a, an an adult trying to make an awful like awful circumstance uh 
you know, t- just to kind of shield the kid from that because he knows what's going to happen. And kind of like a Pan's Labyrinth where a child who's gone through serious trauma and and who's also under uh, pretty, pretty terrible circumstances is using imagination to escape. So I was thinking about, well, what if in a uh, whether it's in a, you know, a, a migrant camp or even in in, in like one of these quote unquote detention centers where you have uh you know a, a small like you have a, a young kid who's there like alone with nobody and uh is is just like you know just wish, witnessing the worst of of humanity and his escape and his like vengeance against all of these, you know, like the the guards who have absolutely who treat them like animals and all this. And let's say he's there because you've got kids in there of all ages. But let's say there's a kid in there who's like, you know, 16, 17. And and this little boy sees him as Zorro. Mm-hmm. And. And imagines, and this is how he copes, is by just he kind of like puts and and he develops like I I would I would think they they should have like a relationship, but um but this little boy just kind of like when when he needs to escape when things are really bad he goes into that world where this older kid becomes Zorro. And it's more of Zorro as a device. That's not my only, <laughs> that's not my only idea, but it was something that had, it just occurred to me earlier that I thought, well, that would be an interesting, cause like, as we've said, as we've seen, it's like the, the Zorro formula has been done and done and done. I, yeah. I think that's what legend of Zorro was trying to do was yeah. not do the same thing. Right. So, uh, so I was just thinking, you know, it's, it's not, it's not a a reboot, but I I feel like it's it's using the myth of Zorro and the meaning of Zorro mm-hmm. to I mean as a coping yeah. mechanism. So yeah, I don't I I don't know. Another thought that I had was placing it in like modern day Mexico City, and Zorro is is a luchador. But then I was like, well, he's already masked, so yeah, what's 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 the deal so i the only other thing i can i could really think to say is like just do zorro in the most traditional manner except cast the right people uh-huh don't know welsh cast members unless the character is is welsh cast spanish actors cast mexican actors cast the appropriate people but just like a and fuck it get martin campbell back uh like sure he did bond like what was the time span between bonds it was this is a much longer span yeah between zoros so yes there we go so john what what do you have (laughs) okay so mine i'm i was actually thinking that it would take place in san francisco um you know we're talking or some bay area you know situation uh b 
because especially in Mask of Zorro, that takes place in sort of that area. And uh, it's present day. And we have a character played by, oh, I don't know, maybe like Oscar Isaac or something. Um, or like, I, I don't know. There's so many other great ones. I, you know, Diego uh, Luna else. would be a good one. Um, Pedro Pascal. No, not no. for what I'm thinking. No, uh, All right, go for it. So Oscar Isaac was the first name that came to my mind, too. Oh, of course. I mean, I was thinking of starting this episode being like, this is the podcast where we talk about how Oscar Isaac can be fit into the Zoroverse. But anyway... Um, so what I was thinking is like, you know, just a regular guy who um, happens to take like an ancestry DNA test and finds out that uh, in the DNA lineage, there are some names that seem like vaguely familiar and weird. And, you know, uh, uh, Don Diego de la Vega is is in the ancestry. And it's kind of like isn't that the name of like Zorro and you know, all this other stuff and kind of it, it, it takes place in a world where yes, there are all these like movies and TV shows about Zorro, but there's always maybe been the thought of like, what if like it's, I heard that Zorro is actually real, but mm-hmm. you know, like actually a person that they based all this stuff on. So like Robin Hood, like Robin Hood. So I, He's maybe he's an author or something, and he decides to like chronicle uh, his experiences, like connecting with his ancestry, and you know learns how to do crazy tricks on hor- like ride horses in weird ways, like uh, to fence and stuff like that. And then, of course, there's some sort of like vigilante shenanigans he ends up getting himself into. I thought that it would be fun. I love it. I'm trying to. I'm. I. I love it. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying to think of like what the 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 name would be. Uh, like uh, what would you? The I, reincarnation of Zorro. I don't. The rebirth <laughs> of Zorro. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Zorro reborn. Uh, take that it. wasn't that the one, the Robert that Rodriguez the, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if Zack Snyder has any uh, like Zorro. I wonder if he has any like Zorro. He, he would he would take like there are certain things his style works uh, actually does work well. Well, for, if but if you wanted to talk, Zorro. you know, uh, comic book stuff, I believe that Marvel. Uh, released Zorro comic books. And one other thing that I wanted to mention, it, maybe this would trigger uh, any some some type of idea, but there actually is a woman in the Zorroverse, uh, I believe mostly in the comics, named Lady Rawhide, who at one point assisted Zorro, but after there was something going on with like, her brother was killed because he was mistaken for Zorro. And then she was like anti Zorro. So Lady like a Catwoman. It's yeah, actually. Yeah. It's so it's Lady Rawhide and um, I don't know, just super weird. Oh yeah. Yeah. So Lady Rawhide this is a, sp- and this was 1999 was yeah. when she uh yeah so oh yeah Anita Santiago was driven to create her own costumed identity to seek revenge against the comandante of Los Angeles Captain Enrique Monasterio 
who inflicted terrible injuries on her brother, Roman Santiago. Yeah, so there's plenty of opportunities to, you know, expand the Zorroverse into film. And uh, I don't know, there's, I there's mean, a lot of good it, stuff it, there. Looking at the picture, I mean, well, no. I'm like, th- there's Selma Hayek, but... Um, oh, uh, Selma Hayek, 20 Selma years Hayek. ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but Anna actually, de, it looks more Anna like Christina Armas. Hendricks. Uh, yeah. Oh, Anna de Armas, yes. See, fantastic. Anna de Armas, I would definitely put somehow in in the Zorro uh, reboot that I would envision. I mean, the best thing about something like this is I don't. I think I feel like yeah, you need some some stars in the cast, but something like Zorro gives you the opportunity to uh to find new talent and to yeah so i i feel like vibe wise the the direction i'm really thinking um definitely more like kind of the spider-man movies of of recent or like the uh there was the venom movie that was weird but like it had like i a, enjoyed it <laughs> it was fun it was fun it was fun I like Tom Hardy. I think Tom he made Hardy's it work. great. I, yeah. I think that it's a really funny character, and he played it in just the right way. Uh, yeah. So I could see something being like that, where it's like an you know an accidental superhero. Like I don't know, not superhero. Maybe not is the right word, but like well, an know. accidental an accidental vigilante, an accidental vigilante. Uh, well, not yeah. really an outlaw, more of a vigilante. Yeah. So yeah, that would be. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Totally. That and I think I think it, it allows you to uh I imagine would this would take place right uh, modern day. Modern day they're doing mm-hmm. like a ancestry.com or whatever. Yeah. And uh so but it still allows you to have all of the the traits. The yeah. the DNA, if you will, of the Zorro franchise. Yeah. yeah, like maybe he's just like, oh, you know, I'm just gonna go horseback riding, and then like the horse bucks or something, and he ends up on it like backwards, and just like the DNA instincts the, kick in to like the you know, horse throws him, and he catches the branch of a tree and does like yeah. three flips around it and lands the back Hobie on Doyle the horse. style. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh my god, why is that movie just like so part of our lives now? Anyway, um cuz it's great. Cuz it's great. So, anyway, um yeah, I think that it'd be really fun uh you know to to do something kind of zany. Uh you don't really get a lot of that much anymore uh, outside of the like superhero movies where there's like a goofiness to it everything is either so serious or just like you know there's no action oh you know you know what other superhero movie kind of had that vibe shazam shazam's fun yeah that was a fun one yeah uh it was fun the whole like uh I watched it on a plane, so my memory is kind of. Oh, fuzzy. so did I. <laughs> were we, were we going or coming, going from the same place? Maybe. Oh, probably. I think that it was like a Hawaii trip or something. Anyway, I think um, you're right about that. Yeah. So, you know, going into like the other dimension or whatever it is that he goes, like that's the stuff where I was just like, come back to Earth, right? And no, speaking that's, of that, which, that was the most fun. Why don't stuff. you tell yeah. everyone what we're doing on our next episode? 
Oh, speaking of coming to Earth, we are going to drop in, that is, to Gina Davis's pool uh, with our <laughs> spaceship in Earth Girls Are Easy, co-starring Jeff Goldblum, Damon Wayans, Jim Carrey, and Julie Brown. Julie Brown. Uh, singing her... Her hit song, Cause I'm a Blonde. Michael McKeon uh, is in Michael Earth Girls McKeon shows up uh, all the time. It's great. Directed by Julian Temple. It is a cult classic. Uh, it uh, It is a favorite of mine, and I'm excited. I haven't watched it in such a long time. It. I'm really excited. Yeah, it's going to be fun. All right, Dan. Well, as you are riding off on your crazy horse, uh, oh, by the way... <laughs> Neil Young. Uh, by the way, uh, when we were watching uh, Mask of Zorro, Laura and I were like, Laura like saw the horse who was like this charismatic, like totally like I don't give a fuck horse. And she's like, that horse is being such a bitch. Like she was just like being hilarious about this horse. Anyway, as you're riding off on this like crazy bitch of a horse, I wish you a good journey. Good journey. Thank you. 